Psalm 29, a Psalm of David. Acknowledge the Lord, you heavenly beings. Acknowledge the Lord's majesty and power. Acknowledge the majesty of the Lord's reputation. Worship the Lord in holy attire. The Lord's shout is heard over the water. The majestic God thunders. The Lord appears over the surging water. The Lord's shout is powerful. The Lord's shout is majestic. The Lord's shout breaks the cedars. The Lord's shout shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skiff, skip like a calf and Syrian like a young ox. The Lord's shout strikes with, a flaming, with flaming fire. The Lord's shout shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's shout bends the large trees and strips the leaves from the forests. Everyone in his temple says, Majestic. The Lord sits enthroned over the engulfing waters. The Lord sits enthroned as the eternal king. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord grants his people security. This is uh, the Net Bible today. Um, this uh, psalm has uh, a lot of the parallelism I talked about yesterday. You'll see the Lord's shout is repeated over and over and over again uh, with different things that it does. Uh, you can see there's some intensification. Um, for instance, the, Lord, the Lord's shout shakes the wilderness, and then the Lord's shout shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. It's an intensification of being more um, specific. Um, and then uh, there are things like the Lord sits enthroned over engulfing waters. The Lord sits enthroned as the eternal king, um, which is a parallelism that isn't uh, necessarily an intensification, but it's, um, it's just giving you more details about, um, about how the Lord is enthroned. Um, there's some question about this psalm, whether it is a uh, translation or, or um, like a reworking of a Canaanite psalm. Um, the first line in particular, uh, in this translation, it talks about heavenly beings. Uh, other translations, um, or the, you know, sort of the meaning is, is gods, uh, because um, uh, that, that would have been what the Canaanite uh, polytheism would have would have done would have been uh, to talk about gods and there'd be one ball who was uh, over all of the gods who would be you know, the storm god in this case you can see this um, this description of god is that he thunders over the waters um, another alternative though is that uh, it's not a, um, uh, a you know a, taking the psalm wholesale but using some of the the canaanite themes um, and the example that uh, Robert Alter uses is that uh, John Milton uh, wrote in a way that was inspired by Virgil. And uh, obviously Virgil was a pagan and Milton uh, is a monotheist uh, Christian and, uh, and yet uh, he borrowed many of the themes and images. And the same thing could be said perhaps of the psalmist borrowing some of the Canaanite images. Um, a lot of the... Uh, the imagery of the, the water, uh, which in Canaanite mythology, uh, the gods um, brought order uh, and tamed the waters. And you see that uh, just constantly in, um, in Hebrew 
uh, in the Hebrew scriptures and in poems. Um, that's something that's an image that's lifted directly from um, paganism and repurposed for um, uh, for the Hebrew uh, God for monotheism. Um, so this is a, a really a spectacular imagery in this poem and and uh, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of this sort of poem, which is majestic and epic. And, uh, and it's a nice change of pace from some of the other ones we've had. But we'll, we'll see what Psalm 30 says tomorrow.